Hello and welcome to the Rant and Rave podcast. I'm Dave. And I'm Frank. Dave, good evening. Hello, good afternoon, good night, my friend. How are you today up there in Los Angeles, California? Everything's great, buddy. Good to see you. We to hope see every you. yeah. I hope uh, we hope everybody's doing well wherever and whenever they happen to be listening to this. Now, by the time you hear this, we've got a little rival rivalry thing going on this weekend because we got the LA Dodgers against the San Diego Padres in the playoffs. Uh, uh-oh, so we'll uh-oh. see how that shakes out by the time you hear this. Uh, uh, who knows? Fifty fifty on this one. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Dodgers are tough, dude. Dodgers are very tough. Yeah, I love love the Padres, but the Dodgers are tough. Dodgers are tough this year. Um, hey, we got a little fallout. We we mentioned the story um, last podcast. I think so. So yeah. we we got to follow up with this because this is yeah. the uh, the groundbreaking story in 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 getting all kinds of national press now about the L.A. City Council. This released uh, audio of one of the council people. Her name is Nuri Martini Martinez. Excuse me. Yeah. Basically, saying that one of the other council persons' uh, sons uh, reminded her of a little monkey yeah so yeah yeah something like that um she's a racist she's a latina she's corrupt as the day is long and she's bringing down a couple of other council people with her yeah and she the the cow the cow uh, the top for all this i i can't even i mean i i'm really <laughs> i'm laughing before i even say this dude yeah her resignation letter yeah. Right? Besides also calling, she also called Oaxacan immigrants, little short, dark people. Okay. Nice. So nice. she's an elitist PIG. Yeah. She said in her resignation letter, letter to all the little Latina girls across the city, I hope I've inspired you to dream beyond that, which you can see. And of course the follow-up line <laughs> oh, to that God. is the a comedian came up with this line. I did not take credit for this. She says, yes, I can also imagine that's very moving if you're a kid dreaming of one day resigning in disgrace and broiled in racist scandal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so all the Latinx girls have that to look forward to, which is nice. Which is uh, nice. Uh, yeah. I, I, and I just love how this is already at the White House. They've even asked Biden, hey, should they all resign now? Yes, yeah. let's yeah. all resign. Nice timing for his trip out to Los Angeles this week, don't you think? Nice job, so, Joey. So, nice somehow, job for an illegitimate somehow, president. Somehow, I don't think he shared tacos with this Nuri Martinez anytime. Don't uh, think so. Out here. Don't think so. Well, David, <laughs> As our folks know at home, this is our big po 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 potpourri show of the week where we rapid fire all these crazy far left libtard stories. Try to squeeze in as many as we can in about 15, 20 minutes. So, Dave, I'm over here on Breitbart. I got two or three kind of quick stories I wanted that all touch the same topic. This is the January the 6th situation, situation. Um, yes. that I'm sure everybody is obsessed about, right, Dave? Obsessed about at home. At least the, oh my God, the far, such... far left yeah. media thinks oh, that everybody's yeah. obsessed with it, but. The reality is they're more obsessed with the price of gas, the price of food, the border, the crime, Ukraine, uh, et cetera. Anything but January the 6th. They really don't care. But a um, couple of points on here. Breitbart, I'm looking at this story. J6 unselect committee subpoenas President Trump. Of course, that's meaningless. It's a meaningless committee. It's an unselect committee. There's no Republicans on it. This was, you know, Liz Cheney's last dying gasp before she heads out to, you know, shovel manure in Wyoming. I don't know what she's going to do with daddy out there, <laughs> but uh, I think that's probably her next step. Um, and then on, rela- on related stories, I want to touch on the J6 uh, front. Um you know, I'm not sure if you saw this, Dave. I heard a Gateway Pundit. Pelosi brought in her daughter, a camera crew, and her son-in-law, and they were all set there to film. Guess what? On January the 6th. Right. Gee, I wonder why that is, Dave. Why Why would she have all those people there and a professional film crew to do what? Why would they, why would they do that? Unless, Dave, by chance, 
She declined the opportunity to put National Guard out there, which Trump asked for. And she knew it was going to happen, which she did, which is why she wanted a professional camera crew there to to record it all. So I find this all quite intriguing. It goes to Ray Epps and all the undercover feds that were there and all the rest of it. There's a lot more to dig into on on this front. And then the related one, and I'll I'll throw it over to you, Dave, is this Ashley Babbitt thing. You know, of course, Ashley Babbitt was um, shot and killed um by that uh uh mike bird lieutenant mike bird uh outside the senate chamber and so it was interesting in the i think it was like six or eight months afterwards nobody ever knew where this guy was nobody even knew who killed her uh in the beginning so there's a reason why and that's because apparently he not apparently he was he was actually housed uh in a special uh a, a special facility basically um, by the U.S. military, he was shuttled out of there, and, and he was kept in a, uh, a let's call it a secure location, but like it was basically an arms, uh, an army uh, base uh, just outside of Washington D.C. Uh, for I think it was close to six months before you know a, a, that all happened. So just Dave, just horrendous stuff going on in the Jason. And, and what we're going to do is when we get in and have our overwhelming victory on November the eighth and crush the Democratic Party as a national political institution, when we pick up 40, 50, 60, 70 seats and take the majority in the Senate, we are going to have an investigation. We're going to have a serious investigation into J6. Jim Jordan's going to lead that. uh, And we're going to really find out what happened there. And we're going to find out that it was actually orchestrated. I can't wait. I can't wait. That's going to be one of the biggest things I'm going to be looking forward to. Also, uh, no coincidence, this is being released by Pelosi head uh, three weeks before the elect our big midterm midterm election. That's not a coincidence. Um, the whole Jan six thing is a fraud, as as you as you pointed out. We're going to have our own our own uh, thing going on once Committee. we get in power. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait to have this yeah. all exposed. Who planted yeah. the bombs? What FBI uh, informants were there? Yeah. Who stirred up the crowd? Why was this planned a day beforehand? And then, of course, why? Yeah. A Nancy's um, incredibly talented daughter was there with her documentary yeah. crew on Jan 6. And Nancy yeah. wanted to punch Trump out. Oh, my goodness. I'm in a tizzy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, let's watch out for the CCP as well. They are infiltrating every part of our society. It's not good people. So the last thing we've, we've got uh, got wind of the Chinese Communist Party. They are the United States number one threat around the world. And this is from Frank Gaffney, and he's a pretty top mm-hmm. reliable guy. Yep. Um, they had now have opened up 54 police service centers around the world, including now one in New York City. Great. Yeah. Yep. So and you think, well, it's not like a police station. It's their police service center. But basically, hey, it's a tool for sabotage espionage it's mm-hmm. a tool for repression um so don't think this is just always oh, this is just a little office and i'm sure they keep it very you know nondescript yep yep something to be aware of it's not good if i was running the show obviously i wouldn't allow them but the democrats look the other way they encourage it what are you gonna do I think we're going to see a lot of changes in new york dave with lee zeldin as governor and oh, on down through please. some congressional races i think we're going to see a lot of change happening in New York. I think it's the big wild card. Dave, I'm over here on the Gateway Pundit. Virginia Democrat plans a bill uh, to charge parents with a felony who do not affirm their child's gender identity. Get out of here. Give me that again, dude. Dave, um, let me tell you, this is this is this is not a joke. Virginia Democrat plans a bill. She's written it. It's been submitted. I mean, it won't go anywhere because the uh, Republicans control the legislature. But she wrote a bill that would charge parents with a felony up to 10 years in prison if they do not affirm 
their child's gender identity. Now, you like you got to give it to these Democrats, right? They love using these words, gender affirmation. Gen- that's not, yeah. Doesn't it just sound so lovely? How can you be against? It's like it's like how can you be against a voting rights bill? How can you be against gender affirmation? Because it sounds so good. Oh, I'm a boy. I want to affirm that I'm a boy. No, it's all about basically trying to twist your mind. You're, if you're a boy, you're a girl. If you're a girl, you're a boy uh, and all the rest of it. Radical progressive Democrat, I'm going to call her out here. Elizabeth Guzman uh, has introduced a bill in the Virginia legislature where parents could face a felony charge if they do not affirm their child's sexual orientation or gender identity. Ooh. There's no age limit to this bill. Uh, I mean, it's Dave, it's just absolutely disgusting. Why on earth? I mean, just I, for, look, I know these people love this stuff, but it's like, why are they in? They're getting annihilated. Okay. They are getting creamed, but they're doubling down on their weakest points. I mean, as a strategist, Dave, which I know you and I are politically, just from a purely strategic point of view, don't double down on the worst, most horrendous possible part of your platform. It doesn't help. They used to keep all this stuff kind of repressed and, and they would kind of push this stuff in the background. But now they're, hey, they're, they're, they're out of the closet. Yep. They are out of the closet. They're loud and proud with all this nonsense. Yep. It's going to take them down. Um, she's horrendous. Hey, I got something almost as bad. Not yep. quite, but almost. Hey, if you're a medical student at the University of Minnesota, so not only do you have to study for like 10 years to become a doctor, which is a good thing, but now they are being inducted into the cult of CRT. They have to swear an oath to honor all indigenous ways of healing that have been historically marginalized by Western medicine yeah. and to fight white supremacy, yeah. colonialism, and gender binary. Ooh, so that's her. And they're, the one picture they had, it literally is like, remember this, that horrendous, the, the Jim Jones and the Yeah, cult, the Jim Jones, the, the cult. The, yeah, the they're all movies yeah, about the it. The video the on this thing. is actually pretty crazy. So, yeah. so you, got, you got these brainwashed young adults having to verbalize this quote unquote, you know, this oath, it's, it's painful all the way around. Is this going to make any of them better doctors? No, no, Dave, it's just sick. It's unbelievable. Uh, I'm, I'm over here again on the gateway pundit. You're, you're going to love this story, Dave. I'm not sure we did a bunch of stuff on uh, COVID uh, last show. I'm not sure if you saw Biden, the illegitimate potato head, he was on uh, 60 minutes a few weeks ago and he declared that COVID was over. Did, did you see that? Yeah, it was on. uh, It was on 60 minutes. So it has to be true. Uh, You know, so he declared that COVID was was no longer a threat and and no longer over. Well, I'm I'm looking here at the WhiteHouse.gov and they just have an announcement. Biden renews COVID emergency 90 days after saying COVID ended before his COVID czar said a pandemic's not over. Dave, I think they're having trouble with their communications department over there with like uh, the Zen master, Karine Jean-Pierre and everything she's doing over there. But uh, bottom line here. Um, Once again, as we've talked about many times, they have extended the state of emergency federally for another 90 days into mid-January. Why? To keep total control over you, the voter. It's that simple. They can bypass all the rights that we the people have by having these states of emergency in place. That's why Governor Newsom in California has not lifted it yet. Whitmer has not lifted it yet in Michigan. Hochul has not lifted it yet in New York. That's the reason they have them in place. And people are quietly going about their business thinking, yeah, everything's just uh, regular and normal. Yeah, but except they have that state of emergency over your head. This is their playbook going forward. And they're going to kind of hopscotch from one quote yep. unquote emergency to the next and you know they next. tried it with they tried yeah. it with speaking of monkeys yeah uh they tried it with that monkey pox that came and went that flamed out 
Oh, monkey uh, because, box. Yeah. They put they tried it, they tried it, and not quite. It's not quite at the second coming of age, I guess. The monkey box, Dave. The monkey, the monkey box. box. It's alive you... and well in Southern California. It's baby. alive and well on Santa Monica Boulevard. Like, I think we've had two cases here. Better watch out. I better stay at home. I'm gonna wash my I gotta wash my fruit and vegetables. We got monkey pox happening. We got monkey box. Keep that in your garage for a while. Um, let's talk about some entertainment since we're talking about LA and all yeah. the craziness out here. So we, I haven't done this in a, in a few weeks, but giving you guys a, a, a quick roundup of the implosion that's going on in every big studio in uh, Southern California. Yeah. We're talking Warner brothers, universal Disney, yada, yada, yada. So the, the, the latest, uh, total, wouldn't call it a bombshell, but this has been oncoming. So Warner brothers is now laying off hundreds of people. Okay. And this is all due to wokeism. This is all due to ridiculously bad uh, programming, yeah, bad decisions. So um, this the Comedy Central used to be a really kind of sure. a happening yeah. thing, but even the cartoons now are pushing this leftist, uh, you know, nonsense. Yeah. Men are weak and incompetent. Get rid of as many straight white male characters as possible, uh, and basically taking classic franchises and characters reimagining them yeah uh with different genders different races and guess what the fans don't like it <laughs> shock i know another just i'll give you two more quick they're probably the two most that literally amazon they're saying could lose a billion dollars wow now bezos has a billion to burn and i guess he doesn't care but the whole uh, uh reimagination of lord of the rings yeah okay, um, has been such an abysmal failure and there's so few people watching it and yeah. they they wanted to line this up for years to come they literally i mean to kind of get this whole production going again it was very it's incredibly into the hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars yeah so that's been just fun watching that and then one more i just got a trash this king besides the woman king was a disaster at the yeah. box office there's a show on disney called uh she hulk and they had this little character, kind of a B-level character in the comic books, kind of Hulk's cousin. Okay. I swear to God. So green, tall, you can imagine what she must look like. Oh, sure. She is such an annoying leftist, <laughs> B-I-T-C-H, seriously. And I, you got to figure most of this that. audience, I know this audience. I'm kind of somewhat, yeah. I have one foot in that, that yeah. side. Yeah. We're talking nerds. We're talking a lot of, you know, the guys yeah. are the, kind of the nerdy types. They love to dress up and, and they go into the, go into the, uh, the Comic-Con there in San Diego. Yeah. They don't like this. She hope. They don't she's like that. She's annoying. She's a feminist. She's, uh, she's just full of bravado and smugness. Wow. So um, Disney's not getting any love for that one. So when it's really, um, you're getting it from all sides, but oh yeah, go find your way. Watch, read books, do your other things, and just continue to disengage. Totally, is, totally, is totally, Dave. Great, great points on the media front. Thank you for that. Um, last story or two I've got here. Uh, you remember Mike Lindell, of course, in My Pillow, right? So we order all our sheets and blankets from My Pillow. You Love can't it. find him in the big box stores anymore. Walmart deplatformed him. He's not on the Home Shopping Channel. He's not any, so you can't get him at retail. Only through MyPillow.com. Mike Lindell. Uh, promo co- promo code rant and rave, I might say. Promo code rant and rave if you want to order some sheets and pillows from Mike Lindell. So, Dave, he was out here for a fundraiser or something. And uh, just on the whim, he stopped by this Mexican restaurant to have a taco. Oh, no. And uh, all, all hell is broken loose. This shows you just how rabid and disgusting and pathetic 
that even normal Democrats are. California restaurant owner says she's now received death threats after posting a picture of her staff with the CEO of Mike Mike uh, My Pillow, Mike Lindell. And she they didn't even here's the here's the kicker, Dave. She didn't even know his role in politics. The guy he she he just stopped in for a taco. They, they, her family business, this taco shop. I'm gonna, I'm gonna help them out here, and, and I want everyone to go there if you're in Central California. Um, this is in Eureka, uh, Eureka, Eureka, okay. California. Yeah. Michelle Hill, wonderful woman, owner of Trey Chili's Picasso's, uh, a Mexican restaurant in Eureka, California. They didn't even know what the guy, what affiliation he had with Trump or voting or anything like, or the machines or anything. He just went in for a taco. Now she's getting death threats. Something. That's what that, that's what these people are, Dave. That's that is what this, these that is the essence of what these people are. This just, is over here on uh, Business Insider. I'm reading this today. Just, so just snots, just snots. a bunch of total God. snots. It's, it's just really <laughs> sick. You know, the whole thing was you must mind your own business. Yeah, mind your own business. Bunch of you know, with that term they use for women, Karens. Yeah, just just leave them alone. Mike Nendel's a great guy, supporting a great place. They, when he went, goes in for a taco, he gets they get this abuse. Oh, yeah. and, and and you know, last but not least, here's a little shout out to my neighbor who moved here from Chicago. Thank God, um, this was all caught on uh, on video. Uh, or closed circuit video. Lori Lightfoot, Chicago, Dave. Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago, presiding over the worst crime spree in the United States. Um, Landlord, this is over here on Microsoft uh, MS News. Landlord is allegedly murdered, dismembered by tenant and carried out of the building in a suitcase after she served an eviction notice. Guess she wasn't happy about paying the higher rent, Dave. So uh, Sandra Koalu, 36, is being held without bond at the Kip Canadian. Without bond. Oh, you think, right? So maybe maybe actually make that person stay in jail as opposed to release them on their own. Hey, let me just get this straight. You just just murdered and dismembered a person, put her in some luggage, took her outside. Yeah, you're released on your own recognizance. Yeah, I think that's probably that's. Yeah. So at least they're keeping her without bail. I think a little, a little bit of rehab, put her right back to work again. Hey, uh, my last one, dude, let's back on California some more. So we had this magical uh, uh, thinking uh, back in 2008. Hey, we're going to pass. We're going to build this bullet train. It's going to go from LA to San Francisco. (laughs) And it's only going to cost $33 billion. Right. Okay. Now, all my leftist friends, oh, my God, it's just a bond initiative. Oh, yeah, let's vote for that. Let's give them a right. bunch more money. So this was in right. 2008, everybody. Okay. What are we up to now here, Frank? 2022? 13, it, 14 years ago. Okay. It has the price tag, babe. It, the travels, price. it travels right now zero miles an hour. It has not been built. <laughs> the cost right. has gone from $33 billion to $113, $113 billion. Yeah. And the only thing that's been, they they cleared away some some uh, weeds some and dirt. some trees. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. about all. The, yeah. That's all they've done. Yeah. I mean, and so now it is literally costing this state yeah. Yeah. $1.8 million a day just on the bond. Just on the bond. And, yeah. and right nice. now there is zero Beautiful. progress being made on it. So. Yeah. There you go, you greenies and yeah. you leftist fantasy people. Yeah. Were you thinking Beautiful. everything's going to run on the California bullet train? There you go. Hundred, yeah. So they were, Dave. Here's a couple of takeaways. They were only off by about a hundred billion dollars. And and <laughs> yeah. and and number two, all that area that they cleared out, all the dirt and stuff. Now it's like a homeless tent city. So it's actually working out fine. <laughs> it's it's working out great, and they're all oh. doing fine. Dave, great to see you this week, folks. Thanks for tuning in and checking our show out. We really do appreciate it. Please check us out on your favorite podcast platform of choice. We are out there everywhere. And follow us on follow us on social media. Uh, we, are, we love Getter, Gab and Miwi, and Truth Social. Dave, we'll see you down the road on the right side.